Hey Pride fam, welcome back to a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring our podcast on location with Outright International's Award and Gala. So grab yourself a drink and maybe something to smoke on and join us for a fun-filled evening. Hey, Pride fans. Welcome back to a brand new episode brought to you by our friends over at Rehab Entertainment. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Darrell Anthony back in the house. I was out. I am back in the house. And you're back in the house too. The literal house. Literal. You're look, I'm looking at you. I can <laughs> the touch literal you. house. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Welcome Texas. back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Io and Brayden are out today, and Brayden, you'll be hearing from a little bit later on this episode because we will be talking to the wonderful guests and award recipients for the Outright International Annual Gala. So I'm super excited about yeah, that. Yeah, so fun. I can't wait to kiki about that. Yeah, I was so jealous uh, that I couldn't be there. Like, I was jealous the pictures, that you couldn't be there. Yeah. I, was upset. <clears throat> I was upset you couldn't be there. I know, but... You know, it, it, felt, it, it was felt, meant to be. Like y'all looked so cute, y'all looked skinny, y'all looked great. Uh, I looked, looked so looked, skinny. I looked so. <laughs> I got. I got so many comments. Like, and it's so interesting because I'm actually a little behind the scenes. I was terrified of what I was gonna wear. Like, I really didn't. I, as Corey would say, I was terrified because I didn't really <laughs> know. I didn't know what I was gonna wear, and I was just like, I don't. And I remember hitting Adam up earlier in the day. I was like, Adam, I need you to go get me a red shirt, and then I was gonna get a black shirt. Me and Braden were going through it at his house. He had sixteen jackets on his bed, and he was just like, What am I gonna wear? He said, I'm wearing this, but we it ended up working out really well. And to see all the people from Star Trek, like it was a really good night. It was mm-hmm. really good. How was the food? Food was great. Food was great. So, actually, I'll tell you this. The salad, the opening salad, I wish was di- something different. Because mm. um, it was like green bean, but like... Asparagus Asparagus. But it wasn't... And like some avocado pieces in there. But it, it, I wanted more of a salad salad where it had some dressing and a lot... And was more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the meal was a sh- braised short rib, um, mm-hmm. which was really good, um, on a bed of... Was it arugula mashed potatoes or something like that? Spinach mashed potatoes, some some kind of mashed potatoes. Bro, it's just mashed potatoes. No, they no, it named it on there. It says like spinach or it was some kind of green on top of the mashed potatoes. That's what it was. They um, had carrots. That's no, all I yeah, but they had carrots in there. Yeah, <laughs> Adam doesn't remember. I promise you, I remember the meal. I'm gonna look it up and be like, this was the menu. Um, it was uh great because Pier sixty was a beautiful venue. Oh, really, yeah. really nice venue. Mm-hmm. I've been there before, but like not into that. And it was, it was, it was a very interesting. Venue. That was obviously before all the fire smoke oh my hit gosh. New York. Yeah, so that shit was wild. Actually, I know. Thank God. Yeah, thank God it happened. Like right. Oh my God. Yeah, the night before. Right. Yeah. That would have been that awful. Happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Everybody's video and picture. Yeah, it probably would have been canceled. Yeah, or or they wouldn't have had a red carpet. Yeah, well, well the every, red carpet was indoors. Every, every, oh, everything was okay. indoors. Yeah. Uh, so the setup was like pretty much everything was indoors. That bar was completely open. It was premium open. Premium. Um, Brayden and I visited it a lot. Uh, <laughs> to one point, I was like, Brayden, let's just leave the table. We keep getting up going to get drinks. Let's just spend out at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, fuck it. Let's go. So went outside <laughs> and we went outside, hit the pin, looked at the view. Mm. It was real cute. 
Mm-hmm. It was it was a really good time, and uh, the desserts, Adam, the desserts were great. They were a little Your cute little petty fours, le- little small little bites. So it's just like I want to mm-hmm. try this. They had and they had like a on the on the table just to kind of give you guys an idea. The desserts they had desserts on the table on this wheel that you could like spin around like pick what you wanted. Ooh. But petty fours, like, but. The, we get it. It's pedophores. <laughs> we get what they're it. called. I know. I know that's what they're called. So <laughs> I'm understanding. I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then they also had uh, stations set up in like the main hall where all the dancing and everything was taking place. Because they like afterwards they tore their wall down and said, "Let's cut a rug." And Bibi Zahara Benet was an amazing host and even better person. Ooh, I can't wait person. to hear from her. She mm-hmm. she was fantastic. Some of the wonderful people we saw that night, Wilson Cruz, all of them. They're they're great. Wilson, friend of the pod. So good. It was so good. So shall we start listening to these interviews? I yeah. think so. I think we should go ahead and let all the listeners in on this fun-filled night. So guys, let's do it. Hey, Pride fam. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to email us at prideTheseries at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at at pride the podcast can't wait to hear from you all and remember to celebrate pride three six five hello everyone this is brayden bradley with pride the podcast i'm here with award recipients ek that's eastern caribbean alliance for diversity and equality so you guys what does it feel to win this award tonight kanita i'm looking at you let's say it it feels amazing, like really it feels amazing for you know all of the hard work that the team has done over the years, but also for the growth in our communities across the Eastern Caribbean. It's just an amazing uh, feeling and experience to be here. And I'm proud of the team. I have, you know, of course, Kenita, the executive director who has led the charge over the years. So super proud of them and also uh, Tainetta McCoy, super proud of them. Young, one of the youngest board members. So much work has gone into this. So it's just a beautiful feeling. That's amazing. Well, you definitely deserve of the award tonight. Can you tell our listeners what's happening when it comes to LGBTQ people in Eastern Caribbean right now? What's going on? That's such a broad question because so much is happening on the different islands across the Eastern Caribbean, you know? Like, I'm from St. Martin, right? Um, on the both the Dutch and the French side, it's, it's a whole different context. St. Kitts has had, like, you know, a major uh, win just now. So many things, you know, uh, are happening that I couldn't really specify one thing, but I do know that progress is happening, and, happening, and of course, there's pushback. But um, EKID is committed to the work and uh, committed to continuing the work far into the future. So, yeah, progress is happening. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your work. So can you give us a little preview of your recipient speech tonight? Just a little tease? I mean, for sure. I think one of the things we have to acknowledge is just all the different sectors and persons who have actually supported us to get to this stage. Um, This was not done in a silo. Um, And as we look at it, it certainly has been a group effort. Um, across countries, across organizations, across political bodies. There have been movements building and moving and paving the way um, to where we are now. So we can say out of five, five countries litigations, we have had three wins. But this is not the tip of the, this is not the tip. So for us today is recognizing those who have come before us, those who have set the stage for us to continue and those we are leaving foundation to continue beyond us. 
in a dream world, if there wasn't any pushback or challenges when it comes to being an LGBTQ person, what would the Eastern Caribbean look like to you? No, I think if in a perfect world, would there be a need for an ECAD? I mean, that's one of the things we have. But even as we make progress, even if there's an ECAD now, I hope that our progress becomes um, insurmountable, that we can actually look at in the next 10 years where ECAD would not be needed because we'd have gained that level of equity and equality that some of the issues we're fighting now would not still be issues then. That's right, I agree with that. And what does it mean to get this award tonight? You're gonna to take it back home? What are you gonna do with it? Your friends and family are so proud, I'm sure. Well, it goes to the Secretariat, you know, I think, and I think that's the core of, of who uh, and where it needs to be, who it needs to be with and where it needs to be. And for me, I'm just, you know, gonna say I'm so proud of my team, um, you know, all of the hard work that they've put in. Um, and so that's why I think it deserves to be in St. Lucia at the Secretariat. And, you know, whenever the board passes through, we'll be, we'll touch it a little bit and say, you know, like, yes, for <laughs> this great moment. I think to the team and the Secretariat and leading this charge, for us, it's, for one, it was a bit of a, wow, are we really being? Um, but now that we're here and it's actually happening, it's like, it feels great for the work to be acknowledged and be recognized. And it's a great feeling to be in this position, especially understanding what the award is and why the award is given. Um, and this is only an iceberg of what we have to put through. Um, there's still a body of work to be done. And I hope that actually with the mileage of this award, um, there's a lot more persons that will look to the partnership, collaborations, and work beyond where, what we have achieved already. Well, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And before I let you go here at Pride the Podcast, we like to ask our guests, what does pride mean to them? So who wants to go first? <laughs> I guess they're going to throw me under the bus. Pride <laughs> for us is a struggle. It's a protest. But most importantly, it's a celebration for those who went before us, for those who are here and those to come. This is a foundational um, process and journey on which we live. And, you know, the aspect of celebration is really understanding. It's not mourning the lives that we have lost, but celebrating it. For those who are here, it's celebrating you in the moment. And those who are to come, it's trying to ensure that we live a peace and joy that you get to celebrate beyond us, even bigger and better than we celebrate now. I'm going to steal that as a Pride the Podcast mission statement because I don't know if I've ever heard it put so eloquently. That was amazing. Thank you so much, EK. Congratulations. It's been a pleasure. Have so much fun tonight. Hello, Maria. How are you this evening? I could not be better. It's amazing to be here at Celebration of Courage. Can you believe it's been 27 years that you have been doing this amazing work? Yes, I can, actually. I mean, the organization has been around for 33 years, and the impact we've had over those three-plus decades is incredible. But there, we all know there is so much left to do in the world, and sometimes we just need to come to be- together to celebrate and to invite more people to care about our mission. So tell me, in the day in the life of the executive director of Outright International, what does your day-to-day look like? Just You just save the world every single day? Uh, I spend a lot of time on my computer. Isn't that what we all do? That is. And I talk a lot to activists around the world who are working in their countries to advance rights for LGBTIQ people. And when we talk about what we do at Outright, we 
amplify because we think it's critical that people can be heard in their own voices and talk about what matters to them. We support because actually our movements around the world are severely underfunded. People need training, they need connections, and we help provide that. We advocate because we have, that, that is the way to change the world, to convince people that something needs to change. And then occasionally, at least once a year, we come together and celebrate. Yeah. I was reading something last year that I think outright raised was over $800,000, or was it more? Do you remember that off the top of your head? Raised for, I mean... At the gala last year, yes, it was 800 k yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, which is did, amazing. Yes. Yeah, we did re raise around $800,000 last year. And I mean, it is so critical because our movements need resources mm -hmm. and funding. And so we raise funds at the gala. Obviously, we raise funds all, all year round. We have distributed $2.8 million, as an example, to groups supporting LGBTIQ people in Ukraine and some who have fled. Mm -hmm. And the needs are great everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean tonight for you having EKD win tonight's award? I mean, we just chatted with them and their organization and what they're doing just seems so amazing, especially in the East Caribbean islands. Tell me what it means to you. I love that we're here to honor EK tonight. I mean, they're an organization that's only been around for about seven years and that outright, uh, Kenita, who leads EKD, was actually working with Outright when the organization launched. And to see, to be able to celebrate that in the last year alone, they have achieved decriminalization in three countries across the Caribbean. Three countries that had laws imposed on them uh, through the colonial era. And finally, they are getting rid of them. Because that's the basics. Like, to not be considered a criminal in your country. That is very basic, but I think it's a, it's a huge step forward. So I couldn't be happier that we have an, a chance to really celebrate with them tonight. Yeah, I, I love that. And unfortunately, it, it seems so basic, but for some, it just isn't even here in our own country, unfortunately. Yes, I mean, we see the anti-trans bills across the U.S. We see similar things in many other parts of the world as well. And also, I mean, among the horrifying things happening, a week ago, Uganda's president signed into law what we consider to be the worst law in the world, which is not just about criminalizing same-sex relations, impo imposing the death penalty. Uh, and also, for example, if you're a landlord, you cannot knowingly rent to an LGBTQ person. So this law is doing everything it can to stop our movements from winning. So our work is certainly cut out for us. I was just going to say, thankfully, we have an organization like Outright International to help combat that. So thank you, Maria, for everything that you're doing. Before I let you go, we at Pride the Podcast always like to ask, what does pride mean to you? Pride is the time of the year when I think we all need to get a boost so that we can be out and proud the rest of the year, wherever we can be safe enough to be that. And so for me, that's like, this is where we charge our batteries. Yeah. That is what Pride is for me. I love that. Thank you so much, Maria. Have so, so much, much fun tonight. You too. Thank you so much. Okay, another VIP guest we have here is Mr. Charles Manning. Hello, Charles. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing okay. So we know each other from a while back. Yeah. Tell me everything. I haven't seen you in a couple years. What's going on with you? Right. Well, uh, you know, when we first knew each other, I was 
a fashion editor and a writer, and I still do write, but now I actually primarily act, and that's how I, that's what I do most of the time. Uh, a lot of off-Broadway, some TV, yeah. Last time we chatted, you were doing um, some Golden Girls oh situation. Yes, okay, yes. tell me a little bit about that. That was actually my first, like, New York show. It lasted, I was in it for about four or five months, and then, uh, and then I left. Um, you know, <laughs> I just, I was done. It was fine. It was the first show I'd ever done. It was so exciting because I was still working in fashion at the time. It was sort of this transitional period, and I would finish my fashion job, like, send out the last few emails for the day, book it down to the theater, do the show, and then go to bed and do it all over again, like, six nights a week. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and I was like, how do you have the energy, like, after I'm done at 6 o'clock, I'm in bed with a face mask on, just trying to get ready for the next day, so I can't even imagine. Yeah, well, and now there's, that's all I want to do is go to bed. The second anything is done, if I'm not doing stuff for work, I'm in bed. I'm moisturizing and going to sleep. Well, thanks for coming out tonight and gracing us with your presence. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I'll see you inside and we'll catch up, okay? Great. All right. See you Good soon. To see you. Yeah. Bye. All right. What a great first three interviews. They were so cool. They were really cool. Like, I can feel the the love and appreciation, like, just yeah listening to it like you you hear how passionate everybody is they really are they you know i admittedly did not know anything really about our right international mm-hmm. i think the yeah. work that they do is so important mm-hmm. what ek does by really like defending those who are uh, lgbtqia in different regions of the world where you can literally step into those places and be killed for being yeah. gay they are out there really trying to make it better yeah. for uh, for people all over the world just to really be accepted, especially in those countries. So I think mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's so important. And they were just so happy to finally have their work recognized. And I think it's good that, uh, you know, they've been doing this for years. I think they said seven, seven, seven years. Mm-hmm. And they'd never been really recognized before. No one's ever really talked about them and outright gave them that opportunity to really put it out there. And it's so important, like, in the black community because, I was gonna that, say that, like, yeah. it, you know, it seems as, like, they come down the hardest they come it's down. like death yeah you know it's not just like illegal it's like you will be sentenced to death or if you weren't officially a sentence and you were murdered no one's really gonna yeah. care yeah. Mm-hmm. so like they're really doing like the groundwork to yeah. like you know change that which is amazing yeah they I, were instrumental in the decriminalization in three countries you said yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like mm-hmm. Go off, sis. I mean, yes. that it, it, was, it was so good. And Maria, she, like... Doing it, the Lord's work. Yeah, the, the work that Outright and, and, and them are doing, like, it is so crazy. And, like, I can see her taking the time to go in and research these organizations like EK and others who are out there, you know, defending all these people. So she, she, she was a light, and mm-hmm. she was so nice and so fun, and it was really good to hear from her. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for the next couple of episodes so let's take it on back to Brayden <laughs> so hello Julie how are hello. you this evening I'm having a blast already yeah so what um how do you found something <laughs> Being the, the founding what are the founding members of Outright International how do you found something like this it's a really really good question and you, your podcast is probably not long enough for me <laughs> to tell all variations of that story but um I guess the short story is that I was a I was a Russian and Soviet studies major in college. I was studying in Russia, 
and um, I was coming out as uh, bisexual and then as a lesbian in the last couple years of college. And I was just super interested in finding others when I was in then Leningrad and Moscow. And I realized very quickly that we were all dealing with so very similar sodomy laws. Um, perhaps manifesting differently, but that most of the world still had these horrible anti-LGBT laws. Um, and so I ended up writing my little senior paper about that and um, started writing for mostly queer um, magazines and such. And out of that experience, I realized that Amnesty International still didn't include sexual orientation as part of their mandate. Um, and so a group of us started, other queer activists and immigrants and started getting together in kind of a regular way in my house in San Francisco on Folsom Street um, and together decided to actually start an organization. Um, and the very first thing that we did was organize this big, huge trip to the Soviet Union. We called it Turn uh, Red Squares into Pink Triangles. And um, about a hundred of us from all over the world, including Harry Hay and Robin Tyler and like just this kind of fabulously diverse group of activists and donors and I, you know, it was just, you know, in retrospect, kind of an unusual combination of people and, and experiences. And we, um, you know, made, had a, had a life-changing experience and, and decided to really make a go of the organization. Um, so I call, you know, I, I believe I was the founder because I was the first executive director. It started in my, I, I worked full-time for years without any pay. I really put my, my life into it, but there were so many people that helped start the organization. Um, it was the era of ACT UP and Queer Nation. Most human rights groups get started by lawyers. This got started by serious, you know, street activists um, and people who had connections to other countries and and a re and real heart in um, in the movement. There was no internet. There was no cell phone. There was, you know, we. It was all based on relationships and 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 human human connection yeah and like you said you're inspiring other countries to stand up and act out Ecade is getting the award tonight what does that mean to you as a founder starting this little organization over 30 years ago to now the Eastern Caribbean like hello that's amazing what does it mean to you Oh man, it just, you know, it makes me really, really proud. That's all I can say. I like, I love that Outright is where it is today. It is just a phenomenal organization with phenomenal people running it. Uh, more and more incredible activists um, have been moving over to the staff. It's grown in, in, in all ways, uh, you know, in its donor base, its staff, its uh, breadth of work. Um, we had decided years ago we didn't want to give money away. Um, I think it's actually a, a great thing that Outright now does both grant making as well as um, real organizing and campaign work. Um, and you know, it, it moved from San Francisco years ago to New York so that it could have a, an a impact on the UN, and I think it's had an, an enormous impact. Uh, taking those that same ethos of 
amplifying the voices of activists and bringing it to a larger platform. So it's, it's just fantastic. Well, just as a gay man, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and inspiring others to do even more. Before I let you go, because I know that you're needed elsewhere, uh, we'd like to ask at Pride the Podcast what pride means to you. <laughs> pride today uh, means being here at Outright. Um, and I, I couldn't, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say I love that my 25-year-old is now the communications associate here at the organization. Um, the next generation gives me enormous pride and this organization and tonight. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Julie. Lovely to meet you. Thank you for being on and have so much fun tonight. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we have board member Elliot Vaughn. Hello, Elliot, how are you? I'm very, I'm very good. It's great to meet you. Thank you for being here as well. Well, thank you for being here. And it seems like you're um, a person of note because you just got some appointment, I hear. What was that? <laughs> That's right, it's quite daunting. I'm just setting out as one of the co-chairs of the board alongside my colleague, amazing colleague, Kathy Teo. And um, we just had our first meeting yesterday, actually, that we chaired. And here we are at the gala tonight, um, raising really important resources for the organization and visibility and amplifying queer voices around the world. And um, I have to say, it's quite daunting. Well, you look great. It seems like you're, you're filling the position already very, very well. So congratulations on that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal Kathy, too. We were just talking to you, Kathy. Um, I was talking to Ellie about what it means to be appointed as co-chair. How are you feeling? He's he's daunted, he was saying. How are you? Well, you know, I'm petrified. If Elliot's daunted, I'm petrified. No, I mean, I th it's, it's really humbling uh, because we've had so many amazing leaders who have led uh, the outright board um, before us. And uh, obviously, it's a huge uh, honor, you know, and uh, we're, we're, you know, just trying to make sure we don't break things uh, like during our, our tenure. And you know, hopefully, be able to um, help to raise more visibility about what Outright is doing and uh, the plight of queer people around the world, and the urgent need for uh, the queer movement to be receiving a lot more funding and support, so that activists uh, all around the world can do the work that they are doing to help to get more equality, justice, safety. Uh, for LGBTQ people everywhere. Yeah. Well, Outright is already an amazing organization. Obviously, we can see in the room, there's so many supporters. So with you two as co-chairs, what is your first move that you're going to do to make this organization even more amazing? Well, we're, we're an organization that can do more with more. So I think the first thing is, um, you know, we stand for uh, better LGBTIQ lives for everyone everywhere. And um, we do that through amplifying uh, voices, through celebrating queer identities around the world, but also by resourcing the movement. And so that's, you know, a big part of why we're here tonight. We need more resources to do the work. And it's, um, it's more urgent than ever. We, we're here in Pride Month in New York, and we're acutely conscious that um, there are many people around the world who are still fighting for their fundamental freedoms, let alone celebrating Pride this month. So um, now that doesn't mean we don't want to celebrate because we do think it's really important to celebrate queer identities. That's why we are honoring um, the team from ECAID and Eastern Caribbean who decriminalized LGBTIQ lives in three countries of the Caribbean. The cast of Star Trek Discovery, I mean, who are just 
creating more space for people to live their best lives and um, and using their profile to amplify our cause and uh, and BB. Um, I mean, just I'm um, bowled over to even share a stage with BB. But you know, um, just think about the space that she has created for people to live better lives. So it is important that we do celebrate, even as we recognize there's so much work to do. So Kathy, you're here from Singapore. Elliot, you're here from the UK. What is it, tell our listeners, what is the situation when it comes to LGBTQIA+, the, the going on, the happenings in Singapore? Well, I mean, Singapore is one of those countries that have only just recently this year repealed our Section 377A, which is uh, uh, remnants from our British colonial uh, era. So uh, decriminalization is the first step. It doesn't mean that we've achieved full equality and justice for LGBTQ people uh, everywhere. Uh, surely it's got to be the first domino to fall and that there will be others uh, to, to follow. But there's a long way to go before we can say that we have uh, just on the basis of decriminalization that you know things are okay for LGBTQ people in Singapore because uh, it's not. And Elliot, obviously you're just right across the pond, so we're a little bit more familiar with what's happening in UK these days. But in your opinion, how is being a person of LGBTQ in UK today? Well, I have to say, I mean, it, it um, you know, for our trans colleagues, trans community and, and non-binary identities in the UK are really under threat and at, and at risk. And I, I know many friends who don't feel safe going out on the streets, uh, you know, as themselves. And it's really shocking to reflect that it's 2023 and that's how people feel in the UK. So, uh, you know, there's work to be done all around the world. I think here in the US, we see in the headlines, you know, every every day, you know, about uh, the situation here, whether it's in Florida or other states. And um, we stand in community and in solidarity with all LGBTIQ people around the world. And, um, you know, we work wherever it needs to be done. But I think if we can use this cause to bring a spotlight to the UK, the US as well, I think that's that's really powerful too. Yeah, 100%. Kathy, Elliot, thank you so much for your newly appointed positions. <laughs> I'm so excited and nervous for you. <laughs> well, no, you're going you're gonna to do amazing. We are already a great team, I think. And also, you know, to have Julie Dorf here, who's the founder of our organization, how many queer institutions are there that are more than 30 years old where the founder is still there to guide and support i mean it's truly incredible so we feel we are literally standing on the shoulders of giants and it's really important we don't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself thank you so much have so much fun tonight i'll see you in there thank you <laughs> okay i have ricky nathanson here with me hello ricky you look beautiful tonight thank you so much who are you wearing may i ask um, it's my own inspiration. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, so tell our listeners, Ricky, what do you do for Outright? I head the Global Trans Program. So I really advocate for the rights of trans people globally. That sounds like a really big job. I'm sure you don't have any challenges, especially in today's environment. It's, it's a breeze, right? Yeah, this is like, but there are so many challenges on a serious note. It's like really is... Um, I've just finished saying, when I think of the advances we've made around the world uh, with, with gaining trans rights, what's happening in the US is, is just, it's, it's disgraceful. As somebody said to me, once the US sneezes, the whole world catches a cold. So with trans rights, um, we feel, we're feeling some very serious repercussions across the globe. 
So with you leading the charge here at Outright, what are some things that you're doing just on a daily basis to try and make a difference for our trans brothers and sisters? So my personal, what's close to my heart is really uh, recognition before the law of trans people, so legal gender recognition. Um, I have quite a few projects I'm working on at the moment, uh, but my main one is a campaign which will be launched in the next couple of months, celebrating legal gender recognition where I'm currently speaking to a person from each of the 20 countries that have self-determined legal gender recognition to put together a campaign to show the advantages and the benefits that people have, not only to themselves, but to society at large, and even to the fiscus of the countries that they live in. So yeah, that's what I'm working at the moment. That seems very challenging, very, a lot of, a lot of hard work, I'm sure, is going into it. Just to find the people you think, you know, in a country that has legal gender recognition, to find an individual in Iceland, for example, is, yeah, but it's, I'm getting there. Yeah. What um, is going to be your favorite part of the evening? Have you seen anyone on the red carpet that you just, like, are dying to meet? So, the whole evening, is, it's just such a vibe. Um, I'm looking forward to the awards. The awards are amazing. Um, I'll be doing the paddle push. I'm also giving a bit of a spiel later on. So, yeah, there's just so much going on that I'm so, I'm so looking forward to. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Ricky. It's an honor to meet you. Have a drink for me. I'll see you inside. Oh, before I let you go, at Pride the Podcast, we like to ask our guests what pride means to them. So, what does pride mean to you? So, to me, pride means a time to celebrate and also time to reflect. Um, celebrate our wins, celebrate how fabulous we can all be, but then also reflect on those people that don't have the opportunities that we have. Coming from the global south, I know exactly what it means to live in a repressive society. Um, I had to leave my country of Zimbabwe because of, um, for threats to my life. So I'm very well aware of, yes, I do have now the um, privilege of living in a society that is seemingly accepting, but there are other times when I think, well, you know, my siblings all over the world, mark the global program that I run, I would say 90% of them are living in conditions that are not conducive for their, for their, their existence. So yeah. Yeah, that's devastating. But thankfully, we have organizations like Outright that can help, support, push that needle, push it to where it needs to be because we're all under attack at the end of the day, and it's really unfortunate. So thank you, Ricky, for everything that you're doing. See you inside. You too. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow, y'all are really talking to some trailblazers. No, like, yeah, like doing the lord's work yeah it's so it was very inspiring the well, entire event julie duff is was so nice and she you know telling her story about going from bisexual uh to love, like that whole journey is so so many things a lot of people go through that you know they go through really trying to figure out their sexuality and and tr- trying to feel comfortable um so i i really like that you know people of power and people in these positions are talking about it more of you know it's not easy for everyone to come out of the closet it really isn't and 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 sometimes people's coming out you have to like it's over time and it's gradual and it's you know different levels of it and i think that's why we're also seeing now um not necessarily sexuality wise but um you know gender wise we're seeing non-binary more we're seeing people mm-hmm. really figure out how to be labeled i know some people were you know with demi lovato um and sam smith you know a lot of people were upset with them because demi now goes by she her and for a while it was they them um and i think it really is people just trying to really figure out what 
is going on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that people have felt this way for a long time, but they didn't have the language of to course. express it. They didn't have the resources and they didn't have a safe place yeah. to express that. So, you know, there might be some Demi Lovato situations where it's like, I think I'm a they. And then I'm like, actually, no, I don't think I am. That's okay. Like, we just like, just go with what people want. I don't understand what's so hard. But right. one thing that stuck out to me that Ricky Nathanson said was when the U.S. sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Bitch. Like, wow. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. dropping nuggets of knowledge. And then, you know, Elliot and Kathy were talking about how it's unsafe in the U.K. Like, it's really true. Like, we've got to fix this problem. Yeah. And I don't know why it's, like, heating up. <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of cooling down. Uh huh. Do you remember around that time about those like six years, seven when Obama was in office, where it was like chill to be gay? Yeah. There was no like we like we weren't looking over our shoulders every fucking twenty seconds. Well, right. Like y'all remember that time? Right. But, like I, it like was we still... took that shit for granted. Yeah. Like of course there will always be problems, just like right, there right, are right. you know in anybody that's in other. But yeah, like you said, it was cool. There wasn't like any like humongous issue. Right. Yeah, I mean, and and listen, things, you know, we don't want to ignore. Yes. Um, our especially transgender women of color have been getting killed mm-hmm. through all administrations. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, th- there is, the, you know, the one positive now that I want to say in, in, in light of that is we are hearing more about it now because things are so much heightened. I think when it was going on and this isn't a critique on Obama administration, but when mm-hmm. it was going on in that era, era we were so safe that like we didn't hear about it. We didn't. No one really talked about things like little mm-hmm. things that would happen. It would be like that's eh, whatever because it was so. It felt like a one off, I guess, because things felt so good. Yeah. Um, and now, because things are so heightened, it's something that we hear about every day, and we still aren't even being reported all of the transgender cases mm-hmm. that are happening. We're still not hearing all, but you know something really good that's happened. Um, there was a transgender woman that was killed in Atlanta. Uh, who was really well known in Atlanta. Um, her name escapes me, but I, I'll come have it come back after this next interviews. But she, um, her, the person who shot her and killed her, um, has just been arrested. So that's really good. I'm I'm glad that we're starting to see some justice come into effect when these crimes are happening. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we should uh, kick it on back over to Braden. Next up, we have Jess Bush. Enjoy. Ooh. And I'm back with the lovely and stunning Jess Bush. How are you, Jess? Feeling good. Feeling good. She's doing a twirl right now. Just looking at the silhouette on the blue carpet. She looks amazing, I promise. Okay, so how are you? Feeling good? Yeah. Yeah. A little sweaty, but I'm good. Oh, that's fine. There's there's fans over here. We'll get you a drink after all this is done. What are you most looking forward to tonight? Ooh. I think... Having a night to hang out with everybody from Star Trek. Yeah. And like reconnecting, seeing everyone's incredible outfits, how they're showing up as their authentic selves. Yeah. And just like feeling that like, I don't know what the word is. Just like, it, it just feels like a safe, sexy celebration. Yeah. So obviously you work with everyone from Star Trek that's here. When's the last time that you saw these folks? These folks? Yeah. I saw Celia like, a week and a half ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so y'all, you hang out on the on the regular. Okay, so clearly you're in Star Trek, but I want to talk to you about Australia's next top model. Okay. What was? 
what was that experience like? Because, you know, it's really big over here in the U.S. Yeah. and all of that good stuff. So yeah. what was it like for you? I was so young. I was, like, 19. And um, you're 20 right now? <laughs> so I'm 21. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was super young. It was wildly eye-opening. Um, I got to do some incredible things. I got to meet some incredible people, and I learned a lot about television and what how it's made and um, I think I grew up a lot in that experience yeah but overall it was wonderful I got to travel I got to like experiment with like uh, self-expression and art in fashion and like you know my body and my face you know that was just like a very like artistic collaborative kind of crazy fun weird reality tv time yeah. yeah that's awesome okay now we can go back to star trek <laughs> so obviously the show is pushing boundaries yeah. making more representation for lgbtq people in yes. the media now when you go on set before cameras rolled you're like okay we are going to go on a mission to make trans people accepted on in this scene right here right now uh-huh. or does that just inherently happen with the crew and the writing and etc I mean, the writing plays a big part. That kind of sets the stage for us to do our job. Uh, So big credit to the writers. And also, I mean, the crew of Star Trek are all wonderful. So the energy on set is always one that feels very safe, very supportive, very like reaching in a positive way. Um, And I think that's a result of the nature of the show and the art that we're making, that it kind of like reverberates through the, like the, the artistic process. So it's something I feel very, very fortunate to be a part of. It's really special, very intentional, always very intentional. Well, thank you, yeah. and thank the crew, thank the writers of Star Trek. Yeah. It's amazing what you guys are doing for representation for our community in the media. It's just, we literally would not be here without Star Trek. So thank you so thank much, you. Jess. Lovely to meet you. Have so much fun. I'll see you inside. Have a great night. Bye. Hello, hello, Miss Celia Rose Gooding. How are you tonight? I'm so good. It's a great night. I'm so happy to be here. You look beautiful, Thank first you. of all. What does it mean to be a member of Star Trek and to be here at Outright celebrating this beautiful evening of inclusivity and just everything love? It means so much to me to be here to honor the Trek Discovery family. As a member of the Star Trek family, it feels good. I feel like my cousins are graduating. Um, And so I'm very happy to be here to honor them, especially during this month. I mean, what the Discovery show and cast have been doing for queer representation within the Star Trek community is so groundbreaking. And so to finally have a moment to look at them and say thank you and honor them for their contributions, it means a lot. I mean, I I think it's well overdue and, and I'm so happy to finally be here. I was talking with Jess earlier and I asked her, I was like, so as an actor on the show, obviously the, the, the written words are there for you and they're making a movement in LGBTQ representation and media. But as an actor, do you go in and like, okay, we've got these words, I'm going to make a difference today. When I take these words, put them in front of a rolling camera, do you go in with that mindset or does it just happen naturally? I think... It's, it's two different brains uh, at, at both times, the actor brain and the character brain. The actor brain is very much like, this is a groundbreaking moment, so I have to be very specific on how I deliver this line, and then the character doesn't give a damn. The character is like, I'm just at work today. And so to, to balance those two dualities is the fun part about acting for me. But I think 
within the Star Trek universe, all of the nuances and the allegories are so well written and well translated that it almost feels like natural. It, 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 it flows like, I don't know, oxygen. It, yeah. it just makes so much sense, especially within this franchise. And so both, yes and no, yeah. a little bit of both. I hear that. Do you have a favorite scene or maybe one of the scenes that you're in that was the most groundbreaking or what, um, do, you, what do you think? Some of my favorite scenes in what we do for uh, Strange New Worlds come in the later half of the second season, so I can't spoil anything about them. You can. You can hear. I mean, maybe. Uh, but I would say a lot of what we do in the second season is some of my proudest work of what we're doing in, in Strange New Worlds. So you got to stay tuned and watch. It comes out June 15th uh, in... Oh gosh, a uh, little over a week. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the best is yet to come. I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much, Celia, for what all for everything that you're doing on Star Trek. And also, just thank you for being here. And I hope I get to have a drink with you later on. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Is flowing later, and I'm. Hey. It is. The bar is right over there. Thank goodness. Thank you for putting that out. Thank you so much, Celia. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm so excited to have the one and only Mrs. Kasha Davis. Hello, Mrs. Davis. How are you? I'm really a delight in many social circles. I've heard. <laughs> so I've heard. What's going on? Why are you here tonight? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm just, I'm so excited to celebrate not just Pride Month, of course, but the fact that we're celebrating courage. It takes so much courage to be who you are. It's such a simple word of advice, but it's truly so important. It is, and I couldn't agree with you more. And ECADE is being awarded tonight. Are you familiar with ECADE? They're an amazing organization. They're change, literally changing lives in Eastern Caribbean, and they are just doing the Lord's work. Well, that's the Lord's work is a very important work. <laughs> it is important. It really is. And really, when, it, when I say something like that, what I mean is work of lifting other people up, of being examples for other people who are watching. Whether you know, you're watching drag, you're watching Star Trek, you're watching anything or listening on a podcast the fact that somebody out there needs to hear the positivity that's why i'm here to be that example hopefully of somebody who's making it through another day and being their most fabulous self dressed like a flying squirrel <laughs> well you look great i was saying earlier for our listeners out there that we are competing with our sequins and glitter but obviously mrs davis is showing me up well you know here's the thing this is a flying squirrel outfit and delta works husband Davey, uh, Thatchwork Designs made it. But I want to tell you something. I'm not wearing tights underneath it, which, because I thought, is that what water. that smell is? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's my hairy bear legs. I am a glamour bear. Um, so it takes me hours to shave. So I thought, well, you know what? Live a little free. Let it all loose. I'm so glad you did. Okay, let's talk a little bit about All Stars. Obviously, you're on the most recent season. What was that experience like for you? I mean, it's always a joy for me, to be honest, to have that opportunity, that platform. It's international. I have had so many beautiful messages from people all over the world, and because I specifically spoke about being sober. And there is no better reward, no better payment than people saying, oh my gosh, you're making me think it's possible to be sober, to be a drag queen, to be out in my community. And that's really important to me, to be able to take advantage of the platform and to and to be here you know otherwise i'd be just only doing brunches in rochester new york which i love but you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying i have two more questions before i let you go here at pride the podcast we always ask our guests what pride means to them pride to me is living your most authentic self but also lifting other people up 
we love shade, we love to tease, but truly to try to find the way to lift others up. If you happen to see somebody different in the world, treat them with kindness. Okay, last question. Tonight, if there's only time for one thing, what is there always time for tonight? Well, for you, there's always time for a cocktail, but for me, there's always time for a club soda. I'm working on eight years of sobriety this summer. Yes, yeah, so, but I want everybody else to drink. Because the more you drink, what? The prettier I look. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mrs. Coster Davis. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you for being on. Stay in touch. I'm on InstaSnatch, Twatter, and FacePlace. So you can look me up. I've heard of those. We'll, we'll find you. Thank you. Hello, hello, Melissa Navia. How are you? I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Happy to be here and meeting you. And meeting me, obviously. What brings you out on this, you know, random Monday night in June in New York City? What brings me out? Uh, Pride brings me out for sure and the cast of Discovery. We're here celebrating them. They're going to be receiving this incredible well-deserved award. Um, we we uh, texted each other last night, Jess, Celia, and myself, and we were like, what are you wearing? What are you doing? When are you going to be there? So I'm super happy to be here with them. Um, and to meet everyone from the cast of Discovery, like I was saying, Wilson and I have met before and already I feel like he's like a brother. Um, Anthony, I have never met in person but I saw his Broadway show the other night. I just got a chance to hug Blue, and that's the beautiful thing about Star Trek. One of the many beautiful things is like you really feel like you're part of a family, even though a bunch of you haven't met. Yeah, we're all like really part of this really big, awesome space family. Yeah, no, it's really awesome. I was talking to Celia earlier, and I was saying you guys may not know each other or haven't met, but you're all part of this like groundbreaking show that is breaking barriers, obviously, especially in the LGBT community when it comes to representation in media what does that mean to you did you sign up for this project because of that or did it just slap you in the face and say hey you're gonna be a mover and a shaker so I feel like my whole life I've been like I know who I am and I know what I want to do and I want to tell stories that matter and that make a difference in this world in this very short amount of time that we have in it but that strange new worlds found me I mean I, I'm like is this happening? I feel like I'm always gonna be like that because this really is a dream role, a dream job. It's an incredible cast. Um, and we get to tell stories that people love. We get to go on adventures that people keep re-watching. Um, and the whole idea behind Star Trek is that we can overcome adversity if we work together, that hope is real, that hope is valid. Um, and that when we look at the bridge of a starship, we should see the world reflected back to us. And I think that's why so many fans throughout generations have, have really responded to what Star Trek is because they see themselves on the bridge. And that's so much of what we're talking about and honoring tonight is showing the world who they are, reflecting it back to them through our stories. And that's what people need, right? You need to be able to look on screen and see yourself because you could be in a community where you don't see anyone else like you. So if we can do that as we should, then we're gonna keep doing that. And so for me, that's everything. Like I, you know, I unfortunately I couldn't like sit there and be like, this is the dream role that I want, but this is the dream role that I want. I happen to get it. And I think part of that, you know, is because of the work that I've put into getting to this point in my life. But, but Ortega's for me is a badass, awesome, intelligent, wonderful, clever, cool, funny, cocky person that everyone wants to hang out with and that the audience sees themselves in. So when I hear from fans, especially in the queer community, that are like, we see ourselves in Ortegas, and I'm like, yes, job done. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and so that we get to be here tonight with Discovery, you know, 
celebrating with them and cheering them on. Uh, I'm just, I, it's Monday night and I could, I want to be nowhere else but here. That's amazing. Well, thank you for doing the job. Thank you for doing a job well done. It means so much to our community. Before I let you go, I have to ask, what does pride mean to you? Pride is what life should be. An acknowledgement of, of struggle and a simultaneous celebration, right? Because that's life, right? Life isn't happy all the time. Life is so often, it's it's really, really hard work and things that we don't always want to be doing, but we have to be doing. And when we talk about pride, we're talking about a celebration, a party, and we're always aware of the struggle that has come and that is still coming and that we're currently dealing with. And that, um, for me, as, as a New Yorker, like, you know, when, when pride happens, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a block party. It's a whole thing. But I also acknowledge that throughout the year, when you live in New York, like, we have people from everywhere, and so acceptance is something that is that is part of our fabric. And I, I, I always remember, I'm like, it's not like that everywhere. And so I have to remember like what it is, what it's like here, and how I want to continue to to share that experience with the world, and say it can be like this everywhere. So for me, pride is a celebration, a reminder of the struggle, and that's what life is, right? Uh, it's it's still dancing even when we have to deal with the with the dark periods. I love that answer. Thank you so much, Melissa. You look gorgeous tonight. Thank you. Thank you so Have much. so much fun inside. Hopefully, we can get a drink later. Absolutely, yes. Thank you. So great meeting Thank you. Thank you. You too. And we're back. I could listen to Mrs. Kasha Davis all day, too. Like, she's just... Honestly, just inspiring with, all, with her story and just so kind. Yeah. Well, she'll be she'll be back. Oh no. <laughs> What's happened? We had a technical issue. Uh, uh, uh Ashley's panties fell. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, her, pa- her panties off her body. <laughs> she has no there panties. Talk about me like I'm not here. There we go. <laughs> we we had we had a little outage. That's what happens here prior to poop cast. I was like, hello, is this thing on? It's, it's not. It um yeah no i find it so admirable uh that miss kasha davis um is very open about her sobriety mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i also love more importantly that she doesn't judge anyone for it not being sober like when she made the joke to Brad, she said, well you should have a cocktail like right if she's not somebody like well i'm out here to tell you because i had to make a decision in my life that you should too right and i i, I love that about her mm-hmm. uh, i just want to get uh one thing I heard from the producers about um, the transgender uh, woman's name. I could not remember earlier. I want to make sure to remember her name and say her name. Uh, her name was Ashley Burden. She was a hairstylist in Atlanta. Um, and she was murdered by, uh, right now, Darian, Darius Mills uh, was jailed for unrelated. And now it looks like he may be the person uh, who killed her. He's being faces charges of murder, armed robbery, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and more. So yeah. I really hope we bring... Um, if he is the killer of Ashley, I hope he, we bring uh, him to justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please stop killing our people. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, we have one more interview left. We do. We do. We Who do. We have friend of the pod, Wilson Cruz. It was so good to see him again. It was just like, oh, hey, good Judy. My so-called life. He's so good. Your so-called man. My so-called man. And with that, <laughs> no, I love I love Wilson and Wilson. If you're hearing this, we're so happy to have you back. You can come back anytime. How are you, Mr. Wilson Cruz? I'm good. I'm good. I'm as good as I look. 
Well, you look very good, so you must be very, very good. How are you this evening? Good. I'm good, I'm good. What does it mean to be here tonight at Outright? Um, it means a lot. You know, I know this is a difficult time for us here in the States in terms of where we are in terms of our struggle. Um, I make I make no mistake about that. Like our, our, our job right now is to push against all of these right-wing extremists who are trying to push us into the closet. But when we think about the work that activists are doing around the world in order to create a better place for them, their, their communities and their individual countries like Uganda or Russia or even the Eastern Caribbean, the work they're doing is exponential. They risk their lives, their livelihoods, their families' lives every day just by saying out loud who they are yeah. and living their lives as openly as they can. So we're here to celebrate that bravery yeah. and hopefully be inspired by it tonight in order to do that that kind of work here yeah. in the States. I might have asked you this last season when you were on our podcast, but did you have any challenges or struggles when you were growing up, coming out? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was a teenager during the height of the AIDS epidemic. Uh, the the the, the, the disgusting things that were said about our community during that time, in a moment when I was realizing who I was, um, you know, caused trauma for our generation. You know, feeling like, feeling what we felt could mean our lives. So um, I did that. I also had, you know, issues with my family. I was kicked out of my house before I started my so-called life. So it was, it was testy. Yeah. It was rough. Well, thanks for hanging in there. You and the whole Star Trek family are doing amazing things. Congrats on the award tonight. Before I let you go, what does pride mean to you? Uh, you know, for me this year especially, pride is about being as loud as I possibly can about who I am in order to inspire people to also come out. It, it reminds, it, it's also a reminder of all of the people who worked hard in order to make my life possible. So I think about them at Pride. I think about my, my elders, my ancestors, who helped me be able to live this life. Yeah. Thank you so much, Wilson. It's an honor. They were just calling us to go to the dining room, so I'll let you get. Thank you so much. Okay. <sighs> Wasn't that a great little kiki? It, it was so good. And uh, it's always good having Wilson back. Just it, I think... That night was so important, yeah. and, and and what mm-hmm. he's saying, like highlighting that what's going on in the U.S. is so dangerous, and what it's doing to our brothers and sisters, and 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 you know us as a community as a whole. And I, I wish that people who are putting all these bills and things out there realize that they're hurting more than they think that they're quote unquote protecting themselves from us and from from drag queens and from things like that because that. You're just harming people and their experience, and you're creating more monsters because if you keep your kids from seeing and knowing what's out there in the world, then they grow up to be homophobic and you know sexist just like you. So yeah. if that's what yeah. you want to create more of you, then you know that makes me scared for the people who don't want to have that. Right. What about my kids? Yeah. Fuck your kids. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, them, fuck kids. them kids. Fuck <laughs> them. No, but really, though, kids are great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like, no, really, though, fuck them kids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. But, wow, that was all these interviews and all these people that came out that it's just amazing that we can still do this because it's in jeopardy. So it's such a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm so glad you guys were there to, like, represent for Pride the Podcast. We sure were. Mm-hmm. We, we were. And, and thank you, Amy Brownstein, and your team mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for having us be a part of it. 
Fox and everyone over at Outright International. We were so fortunate and blessed to be there, and we hope to see you guys again next year. And uh, yeah, this was this this was really good. It, it felt like a really good kickoff for me for Pride Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to be at something that wasn't just a party. Obviously, yes, there was partying. And like BB said, everybody, make sure you get your drinks so you can raise your paddle, do your silent auction. Um, <laughs> they raised over $1 million. They raised over $1 million, wow. guys. So congratulations. Snap. That's so amazing. And, you know, hearing about it, it's just like kicking off Pride Month with something that wasn't a party, but yet us learning more about our culture and, and actually helping the community felt great and you got to have a little element of party with it too so who loves it's a celebration it's wonderful (laughs) it's a celebration but yeah (laughs) i'm so excited for y'all to hear this like uh it was just such a good time it was was really good and please go check out our social media you can see some wonderful photos in there for that night we will also be releasing other videos and images sent directly by Outright Out International to Pride the Podcast to release officially. So we're going to be putting out more information mm-hmm. so you can see that. So make sure you go follow us on all social media platforms, Pride the Podcast. Um, follow me. I am Darrell Anthony. You'll be seeing some cool stuff all month long. Stick with us because we are going to be giving you exclusive Pride content and talking to some of the hottest people out there. So get ready. Awesome. Where can they find you, Ashley? You can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Aaron M on all social media. And I'm back. Is she back? <laughs> you can find me, Adam Andrew Rios, at Boxwine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I have considered changing my name. I don't know. It might be time. Should we should we put out a poll? <gasps> we should. Yes. We should put out a poll. What do y'all think? Adam's new name should My be. My new Instagram handle. So I s- suggested kombucha cup <laughs> poppy. Wow, no. <laughs> I, I, w- I would say edible. Some with an edible in it. Hmm. Some, some with a gummy. Gummy, like, gu- bear. gummy bear. Gummy bear. Gummy <gasps> bear. <laughs> uh, okay, well, but like, but like, I don't hate gummy bear. Um, as you guys know, you can follow our other two co-hosts, Brayden Bradley and Mr. Brayden Bradley on social media, and Io Onike at The Fabulous Spinster. All right. What a lovely Kiki. Well, happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Pride. Stay safe. And see you next time. And please, if you're out there and you're seeing more results from any fire or anything in New York City, guys, please make sure you are wearing your mask. It is not something that people are trying to politicize. It's just we don't want you to breathe in horrible things because smoke kills. Yeah. (laughs) Till next time. Bye. 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 Bye.